Yes, it's episode 109 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. Where am I? I'm in Brunei. It's 9.50pm over here in Brunei time. I don't know what that time is in the UK. But, hey, here we are in Brunei. Had a lovely day. Had a tour of Brunei. I've seen mosques. I've seen monkeys. I've seen crocodiles. I've seen kingfishers. I've seen palaces. Elephants. I've seen a whole lot of things. Do you know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen another black person. <laughs> I haven't seen another black person. But, hey, Brunei's cool. I learned a lot about um, the country. learned a lot about the city. And Banda Sony Bagawan is the capital of Brunei. That's where I am at the moment. Um, I had a good flight out here. Royal Brunei Airlines. No booze. Why? Because alcohol's not allowed in Brunei. Nor is gambling. Yep, Sharia law. Yeah. It's nice to be in a country that has Sharia law, just to, you know, actually see that it's not as crazy as, you know, it's been portrayed in the news. You know, you, you hear about Sharia law always attached to, like, crazy regimes. You know, it's like the fear of, you know, your, 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 your you know, your average archetypical racist on the news. They're going to bring Sharia law here. It's like, okay, uh, What's that even look like? I don't know, but I don't want it. So, and that's fair. That's actually totally fair to not want a nuclear regime in the country that you live in. Um, but being here, uh, i tell you what, doesn't seem to be a thing. It is pretty calm here. I was walking the street on my own last night, forgetting I was black. Um, but I didn't feel in danger at all. I didn't feel threatened. If anything, I probably felt like the most dangerous and threatening thing on the street. I said they ain't seen they don't see black people over here, no, and no one's saying anything racist in English. Ah, like they speak a lot of languages. They speak English, Malay, Arabic. It is mad, and they speak all three of those really well. Listen on the radio today. There's some woman reading the news. Uh, she sounded like she could be reading for the BBC. I had to ask my tour guides. Like, um, this person actually from Brunei. She's like, yeah. I was like, they sound English. Because our, our English is really good. It's like not saying your grammar isn't good. I'm saying her accent. She sounds like she'd be reading on BBC, man. It was nuts. But no, um, yeah, I had a personal tour guide today, which is great. Shout out Sandra. Took me around all over Brunei. And um, it was cool, man. And just learned a lot about what goes on here. You know, the Sultan's this, oh, this super rich guy. To me, my perception of the Sultan was he's a super rich dude. In a country, I don't know how people live in that country. I don't know their views about him. Then when I read my travel advice, there's like you can't say anything bad about him. You can't say anything bad about the country. You know, the, the, everyone's just really patriotic and proud to be from Brunei. And I was like, okay, what's what, what's that about then, really? Because I'd think if someone's that rich, the kind of gap between rich and poor would feel so big that you'd have to have some resentment. But here's what I learned: one, there's no homeless people in Brunei. That's right. Why are there no homeless people? Because the government will house you. And if you want to declare yourself homeless, which is as simple as this, your t- your name's not on the title of any property, the government will give you a, a heavily subsidised house. Can't remember how much the cheapest one is, but three bedroom bungalow, hundred and twenty thousand Brunei dollars, which is sixty thousand pounds, right? Great British pound sterlings. Okay. Now this three bedroom bungalow, big plot of land, three bedroom bungalow. And you can do whatever you want with the bungalow. You can build up, sideways, do whatever. 
do whatever for £60,000. And then, guess what? Sultan comes and hands you the keys himself, yet he's proper accessible. Drives his own car, flies his own plane, sells his own ship. Yep. He's just out here, plays polo every day. Went on a bike ride outside my hotel this morning. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> no joke. Um, yeah. Everyone, like everyone in Brunei's, like met him. They, they like shook his hands. They've hung out with him in some form or another. He's just out here being accessible, giving people cheap housing, free healthcare. When I say free, I mean actual free. How free? Like free, like the NHS? No, freer. How do you mean freer? They don't pay taxes here. Get out. They pay taxes and they pay one Brunei dollar per visit to the doctors. That's 50p. Um, education. Is it free here? Better than free. They make money from being educated. What? Yep. If you're from Brunei, go to university in the UK, you get paid 2000 a month. I'm not sure if that's pounds or Brunei dollars. I can't remember. But 2000 a month allowance all your tuition fees and stuff are paid for by the government here but you also get two thousand pound a month for you just to spend oh next year is going up to three thousand yep that's right there are university students from brunei earning 36k just being at uni while you are just going into your overdraft your student loans just going up through the roof so if you're a university student you listen to my podcast make friends with someone from brunei live with someone from Brunei because uh, they've got the money <laughs> but no it's cool man um, what else do I learn about, about Brunei um, that's a few other things as well what else did, did I learn um, I say he plays polo every day um, oil oil's cheaper than water here yep 50p per litre for water 25p per litre for oil and um, that's it man I went to a six star hotel with a golf course designed by Jack Nicklaus so it's been fun it's been a fun fun day and I learned about Brunei learned a lot about the place man but yeah all pretty cool um, I'd recommend come to Brunei if you had the chance to get here uh, yeah definitely right now what's happened this week um uh, what's happened? Ooh. Oh yeah, it's Sharia law here as well. That's right, Sharia law. Um, is it been scary? No, I think I said that then. I that is Sharia law. I don't, know, but it's calm, absolutely calm here. Everyone's just chilled. You know, if you get if you commit adultery, do you know what the punishment is here? They suggest that you marry the person that you've uh, committed adultery with. <laughs> Nuts, but um. Talk about people who might want to impose Sharia law. Hey, you impose Sharia law and that's it. Over here, it's can't come over here and impose Sharia law of Muslimic Reagans. Um, is, let's talk about Shamima Begum. Oh, the 19 year old Brit, former Brit. That was such a funny headline to read. Former Brit. Bangladesh, yeah, tried to push over to Bangladesh and Bangladesh went, uh, no, don't put your rubbish in my bin. Proper Mori Povich moment, wasn't it? I'm telling you, Mar- it's Bangladesh to cover the show. I'm telling you, Mari, I'm not the father. This little girl ain't mine. I'm telling you now, Mari, this little girl ain't mine. UK's there like, hey, man, I told you. 
It's his. It's his baby. It's his baby. Open up that envelope. Bangladesh, you are not the father. Woo! Told you, Mari. Told you. Told you want no baby daddy. Told you want this kid's baby daddy. You need to go back to the UK. You need to go back to the UK. <laughs> it was mad. It was mad, so yeah. She's stateless. She's currently stateless, stuck um, in the bloody refugee camp. It is my view. She needs to come back to the UK. Come back to the UK and be dealt with here. I mean, if your kid is acting a prick in the street, you can't just deny the kid's yours. You got It's your responsibility still. Right? And I don't think she's going to be a fucking terrorist. It, why? Because she's too fucking dumb. She can't be double bluffing us. She looks like Barney Gumble from Simpsons. Like, she actually just looks physically stupid. Like, she's really straining to think. And maybe it's because she stopped school at 15 to move to Syria. But I don't know. But it's just like, come on, where's the PR team around her? You know? So, Shamima, do you um, do you regret joining ISIS at 15? No. No, don't no regret out. I just want to come back to UK. So, um, okay. What about the Manchester bombings? Yeah, what? Don't know, don't think anything wrong with that, you know, tit for tat, you know what I mean? It's like, um, no, wrong, wrong answer. Give the right answer and get in. It's like, it's like being going to queue up for a nightclub and be like, uh, you got any idea? No, how old are you? 17. Okay, let's get out of the queue. What? But I just think I should go in. I should, I'll just come in. I'm 17. Maybe you're not allowed in because you're 17. Now, this means you should be allowed back. But yeah, don't worry. She's not gonna. She's she's not gonna cause any terror here. No, she tried to blow something up, and it'd just be dreadful. Um, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Who me? Yeah, you. What's your name? Shamima Begum. Okay. And what are you doing here? Well, listen. My cousin Kazim told me to come here because he said that I needed to detonate this. Opens jacket. Reveals bomb. All right, but. He said I can't do it till three o'clock because that's where it's busier in the shopping centre. So I'm not going to do it till three o'clock. Have you got the time? Uh, he checks his watch. She's like, it's three o'clock. Yeah, it's one thirty. Okay, I'm just going to sit here and wait then until three o'clock. Then I'll just detonate the bomb. Um. All right. And who sent you? It's my cousin Wazim. W a s i m. Um. Yeah. Do what he lives. We always meet in this flat and we, we discuss different terror plots. Um, I'll give you a dress of flat if you want, if you want to go talk to Wazim. It's like, see, she can be a terrorist. She would be revealing plans all over the place. Be dreadful. But no, listen. Britain have a responsibility to deal with their citizens, even the ones that are acting like dickheads around the world. It's Britain's problem. Britain needs to deal with it. Can't just wash their hands off it, all right? And you can talk about the bigger thing of, you know, why Syria is all destabilised in the first place. But besides the point, you've got Jihadi Jack now. Talking about he wants to come back because he misses his mum and Doctor Who. <laughs> Let's see if that energy of the internet is still the same for him. Because a lot of people are just like, no, don't let her back in. She wants to blow us all out. Because she, 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 she can't do that. Shamim, are you affected by seeing beheadings? No, it's all right. Okay, unhinged. 
<laughs> unhinged and too stupid to lie. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's all crazy for me. We all do dumb things when we're young, don't we? We all do dumb things. But did I join ISIS? No. But it wasn't an option. Yeah, I didn't have the money. Then I had to book a plane ticket. I just kind of... I snuck out a few times. I never snuck out of my house. I just came back later and just made up lies of why I came back late. That's as rebellious as I got at 15. I'm not trying to join ISIS. I mean, if she was groomed, then yeah, I guess we need to talk to her about that. And you can't do that if she comes back to the UK. It's so sad when Danny dies, the voice of reason, though, isn't it? Oh dear, absolute voice of reason. It's turning that need to bring her back, but. That's it, we all do crazy things when we're younger. I'll tell you what a crazy thing you could do when you're younger. Sell your virginity. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. Remember that story about that girl, girl, woman? How old is she? She's probably a woman. She's 23. Model who sold virginity for £2 million will be rented by a politician for 30 k a month. Um, now, her name is Mabuba Mamadzada. Now, looking at that picture first, she is very pretty. Very pretty, 23 years old, virgin. Now, um, here's a question. What happens if she's not a virgin? Now, how do you verify that she's a virgin? You know, like, if I've spent that much money and I'm that creepy that I want to take a woman's virginity and pay for that, I think I'd want to be totally certain that she was a virgin, so how, how are you verifying that exactly? Do you get a doctor to inspect, see if a hymen's still in place? You know, I don't, I don't know how it works. So that's, that's one, right, it's literally from consumer perspective, yeah? I'm buying virginities out here. I need to, yeah, I need some kind of warranty. But if I later find out you're not a virgin, then I want my money back plus 10%. Now, how, how does that work? It is, it's nuts. I don't want anyone to actually want anyone's virginity though. That's like the worst person to sleep with. Oh, a virgin. I think I've said this before on the podcast. I've never slept with a virgin in my life. Ugh. <laughs> the 30k a month to do girlfriend duties. This guy's in Germany doing it. Germany, where prostitution's legal. Where a hooker will cost you 50 euros and this guy's spending 30k a month. I, I don't think he knows economics. <laughs> Does he value virgin? She won't be a virgin after you slept with her either. So, yeah. Does Does the rule say that she has to stay faithful to him, or once she like sells her virginity, she's now going to just bag all the man that she wanted to bag, but didn't want to lose her virginity to? Like, what happened? What happens then? Was she spending all of his money? With a dude her age, because I assume this guy is not, is not her age. He's a politician, so I guess he's a bit older. But nice. Um, selling your virginity though. Yeah, guys. Here it is. Miss Mamazada has a certified medical note confirming her virginity. Well, good luck to her. It's her body. You know, I'm a feminist, so do what you want. It's her body, let her do what she wants with her body. I can't believe a guy wants to actually buy her bloody virginity. Oh, I'm just looking, oh dear. She's holding a sign for Cinderella Escorts, that's uh, the website she advertised virginity on, but 
whatever reason, the two L's in Cinderella, she's got capitalised. Which I hope is your branding thing, and she's not, you know, a bit illiterate. Like, a bit slow. So that would be even worse. That's, like, even more unethical. Paying for the virginity of someone who's, you know, educationally challenged. <laughs> oh, dear. The world's gone mad. How it is. Buying virginities. Um, what else has happened? you got the Labour split. Uh, Angela Smith. I mean, it wasn't really much of a split. It's a few people have left. And you've got a few people left from the Tory government. have got the independent group now, I think they're called. Oh, dear. This whole Brexit thing, it's, it's not far, is it? So just over 30-odd days away, and I'm still not really mentally engaged with it. You know, all, all I've seen from this split away thing is that woman using the word funny tinge just having an absolute racism seizure. Because it's, it's just, it's sad when you see a white person on TV just trying to talk about race and it, they get a bit flustered. <laughs> oh dear. It's just, they've been told so many words they can't say, they don't know which words to say. It happens all the time, man. But, um, nah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, um, just been poor PR again from those guys, hasn't it? This independent group. Uh, also, got people just leaving because they can't get their own way. Why, I thought politicians are meant to have different opinions, and they're meant to just hash it out. No, just just fucking grab your stuff and leave. I'm taking part in this shit. <laughs> so I'm leaving. Um, what else happened? What what else has happened this week? So I'm I'm so jet lagged. That's what it is. I just don't know what's what what time zone my body's on. I'm getting tired at the right time here, but then um just get tired in the middle of the day at any point. But I've just stayed awake, super tired now. You probably hear it in my voice. But I'm gonna power through, I'm gonna power through, We've got other stuff to talk about. One of the things, Casa Semenya having the hearing on her gender. It's a bit harsh, you know. She's appealing because they're basically trying to put testosterone limits onto all female athletes. There's a maximum amount of testosterone you can have in your system. Obviously, her testosterone levels are really high, which, which people argue gives her an unfair advantage because she actually has testicles, um, just internal testicles. So it gives her much more testosterone than everyone else, which then, you know, makes her biologically a man it's in some uh, situations um, she's not trans she's intersex given hearing people talking about trans stuff but she's intersex she was born uh, with both uh, well, elements of both and um, yeah she's competed as a woman I don't know why they've had to drag it out so publicly it's all a bit embarrassing um, yeah, they've known about it for ages. It's not like it's a secret. Let her run uh, amid all the controversy. So, and the people arguing about she's got an unfair advantage. Well, do you know what? Really tall basketball players have an unfair advantage over shorter ones. And runners who run faster than others have an unfair advantage. 
Lionel Messi has an unfair advantage over other footballers. He's just better. So maybe that's the case. Maybe she is just better than these other people. I mean, can she not have the testicles removed? I don't know much about about the ins and out of the surgery. Because when she had the testosterone levels suppressed, she has ended up finishing like fifth and sixth in races. But I'm pretty sure my performance would go down if people suppressed my testes. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. But I don't know what the outcome should be of that. All I know is that when she turned up to court, her PR team, again, just bad PR. Just bad PR. Why did she turn up to court? Looking like like Didier Drogba in a in an R and B group. She's wearing like all black with a chain and some white trainers. I'm just like no, no, no. Put on the dress in it. You're trying to go for a gender battle. Just bring the dress. <laughs> oh God, I'm so. So tired. I'm sorry about this, people. Sorry. <clears throat> well, no. Shout out to Carlos Semenya. I want her to win her case. If it's the right thing. I guess the topic, if you want to talk about that, does bring an implication for trans athletes. But then what stage do they become women on the level that they can compete as women? Do you have to have the operation? Because if you don't have the operation, like you can just get a boob job say that you want to be a woman live your life fill all those criteria and when it comes to operation you're like nah I like my penis and my balls do you run as a man in competition or do you run as a woman I'm pretty sure someone knows um, no I can't lie that, that last minute I just spoke I don't know what I said <laughs> I actually don't know what I I don't know what I said. I'm actually delirious with tiredness. Oh, God. What else did I see? Didn't see the boxing last night. Um, didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see Spurs lose. I saw Spurs losing, but I didn't see the final whistle. And I saw the result, but I didn't see Spurs lose. So, silver, silver lining and all that. Um, well, I've seen T.I. Unless he offer Floyd Mayweather to a fight, not sure if that's real. The videos I've seen, but stay in your lane if that is true. Ti, you know, offer him out to a rap battle. Don't offer him for for a fight. It's gonna be so bad to see a man get brain damage. Because Floyd will fuck him up differently, absolutely differently. Um, right. Keep saying, um, don't I? Keep going, um. <laughs> um. I think I ate too much food as well. And, like, bread and butter pudding, a raspberry cheesecake, and chocolate brownie, and a blueberry cheesecake. I tell you what, I did the, the most disgusting thing I've done in a while. I saw a fly on the dessert, but not on the bit that I was cutting, and I just... I just stared down the fly and just took my bit of chocolate brownie, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's delicious. I might have fly babies in my stomach, but hey, delicious. 
Um, right, here we go. This is wild. <clears throat> Dear Deirdre, I can't think of anything else to say. Except for I'm flying out to Australia tomorrow. So another time zone to get adjusted to. But, um, right, here it is. Dear Deirdre, my wife caught me cheating after recognising my manhood in an online sex video. Wow, how distinctive is your penis? I don't care how long I've been with anyone, I wouldn't recognise the vagina. Just for a video. No way, there has to be other stuff going on. Maybe she called his bluff. Um, right, so my wife recognised my body and my manhood on a sex video site and realised that I'd been cheating on her, so Pornhub. I married, her, I married the first girl I went out with at university when I was 19 and a virgin. We got on well and got married after five years together, so that's 24. Um, I have now, uh, I have my own business now, which is very successful. We have two boys and enjoy a nice holiday and have a mortgage-free home. What? I'm now 35. What? When did you not get married? Mortgage-free at 35. Jeez. Tell your penis to stay out of situations. Don't fuck up this good thing. Um, six years ago, I employed a new administrator. She was 20, pretty, and came with a very good reference. And a good rack. Um, after lunch one day, she walked up the stairs in front of me in her usual miniskirt. As she got to the top, she bent over and showed me she wasn't wearing any underwear. Jesus Christ. Sack her. <laughs> Sack her on the spot. To go, you're sacked, you're fired, get out. I was shocked. But she just smiled and said, fancy a drink after work. Oh my God. From the furry cup. That's what she's offering. Um, I could barely concentrate that afternoon. I bet. Fucking tent poling. Absolutely tearing through your trousers, mate. That's when you just got to readjust the picture of your wife and kids on your desk. Just stare at them. Just stare at them. Even bash your penis with the photo frame. Just like, just don't, don't, don't go for it. Don't go for it. <laughs> well, when we got in, uh, they go, I could barely concentrate after it. When we got in the car to go to the pub, she said, don't start the engine. Just do it. Huh? It was quick sex. Over in known time for me. But that was the start of our affair. Yeah, look, you got to start an affair. And... You end up having sex for five minutes. It's it's not long enough for it to be an issue, but you've had sex, so it definitely is an issue. So if you're gonna ruin your marriage, at least have some fun. If you're gonna just have a five minute knee trembler in a in a car, that's hideous. Absolutely hideous behaviour. Why that Tristan Thomas and or Tristan Thompson and Chloe, that Jordan girl, that was rude. Are you going to cheat on your missus and upgrade as well? That is just rude. You can't cheat on your partner and upgrade. I mean, actually, women can, I guess. That's what they're meant to do. Because you didn't cheat me, right? You didn't pay me attention. I felt unloved, and that's why I cheated. Said some women, but no man ever. Oh, made me feel loved. No, he's just like she had a massive ass. Anyway, um, sex with her was great. While it had been rubbish with my wife for some time. Oh, right, good stuff. 
It was once a month at most, and only that only then if I made all the moves. Okay, so you're really painting yourself out to be a grade A asshole. My affair continued happily. <laughs> I'm happy in an affair. Thank you. What's your relationship status? Happily cheating. Um, my, my affair continued happily until last year when my wife went through my phone and saw messages and then a link to a porn site where I'd uploaded some explicit stuff of me with my lover. My wife was sure I were, it was me because I have a scar near my groin. She confronted me and I was horrified. Oh, don't have distinctive marks on your genitals. Because that's true, that's why you're going to get ID'd. Because that's the thing I'd ask. If I was a woman, the guy's cheating on me. And I found out. I'd be like, hey, what about his blah, blah, blah? Like his birthmark on his leg. What about that blah, blah, blah? That mole down on his foot. And there's that woman goes, yeah, I said I slept with your husband. And I saw this mole on his foot. He's got a scar there. He's got a birthmark here. He's got a tattoo. That he's like, Jesus Christ, this man slept with your husband. He's <laughs> like, all the receipts. Yeah, yes, having a scar there. Rookie. Uh, so my wife is sure it was me because I have a scar near my groin. She confronted me and I was horrified. I ended my affair and paid my lover off with eight thousand pounds to give her some breathing space how much is this guy making i guess he's rent free but eight grand to what it's not even hush money it's just give her breathing space uh my wife forgave me there you go uh, i heard uh, yeah, if you've got eight grand to be given out to side chicks i don't know how much money you have for your wife she ain't leaving it for shit um i heard the girl moved back to poland uh, but she messaged me recently asking me to send more money. I bet she did. I didn't reply. Three weeks ago, she called my wife telling her I'd secretly been planning my divorce and said I'd marry her. It's rubbish. My wife believes the girl and thinks I didn't tell her the whole story at the time. She is talking about leaving me. I still love my wife and we have our boys to think of. But now we, ha now we have to go through this all again. How can I get her to forgive and forget once more? Well, she never forgot because that's why she remembered. So... There you go. And uh, what you need to do is stop lying. Like, does she not know you gave out eight grand? Eight grand. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. Um, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, she can't say no. My sex addict wife is being paid to have sex with an older man. Hey, an older guy is paying my wife to have sex with him. Yeah, but why are you telling this story like you have nothing to say in this? Like, tell your wife to stop. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We've been married for 17 years, and while I've always been faithful, my wife has a sex addiction. Okay. We are both 39. She's seen several, seven different men over the past five years. She says she has a weakness for being sweet-talked by men. She works on a cruise ship and it's... <laughs> <laughs> that is a way a lot. Oh, God, this guy is... Where's the testosterone, man? I mean, has Castor Semenya taken all the testosterone? Like, what? Where, where's your testosterone, fella? Did he just let in your woman just cheat on you just flagrantly okay here goes these men are usually wealthy so take her to smart restaurants and hotels and buy her nice presents the latest guy has sold a business so he's loaded and pays her for sex he's lonely and wants her company too 
She says she almost left me to move in with him, but realised that it was all about sex for her and she loves me. She tried and she tried ending the relationship, but he won't take no for an answer. I love her and I want us to work. Right, so you're clearly okay about cheating. So you're, you're just more worried about this guy being super rich. How are you going to let this make you feel inadequate, but not let her continuous cheating on cruise ships not make you feel inadequate? It's like, we've been, hey, how's the cruise ship? Where are you now? Oh, I'm just between uh, Barbados and, and the Bahamas. Oh, wow, well, okay, well, cool. Uh, uh, how's it going? How are people on the ship? Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Jeff, I've I've slept with seven guys on this trip. What? Yeah. What, you, what, you've had sex seven times? No, sex with seven guys. I've had sex about 40 times this trip, but... You've only been away for two days. I know. I'm a sex addict, though, aren't I, Jeff? You know this. You've accepted this. I can't believe you had sex with seven different guys. Like, what? But if it makes you feel bad, three of them was the same time. I, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. Okay, well, anyway, one of them's wealthy. What? Yeah, he's very wealthy. Okay, now you've taken the piss. You've taken the fucking piss here. You think I'm some sort of mug? Yeah, I know you cheat, that's fine, but with someone wealthy, no fuck off. I don't. It's, it's, it's flipping weird, isn't it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm trapped. Girlfriend wants to get married and doesn't know my transgender secret. Is the secret that you're transgender or is the secret that you've slept with someone who's transgender? Let's have a look. Come now that I'm a woman trapped in a man's body terrifies me oh right so you're currently a man I work designing and building new roads which is a male dominated industry I've had lots of girlfriends and I'm currently dating someone who's talking about marriage and kids I know I'm not being fair she knows nothing about my urges to dress and be accepted as a woman I'm 41 and she's 36 a, a lot, I long to be with a loving man and settle down myself wow i see my doctor and being referred to help, but the fear pushes me back inside and I'm back to square one. Yeah, your life sounds like a fucking state, mate. Um, not, uh, yeah. It's just as simple as that. Your life's a state. I, I, you can pretend to, uh, you, you got, you got to tell her. You got to tell her. You can't just get married, have kids, and then kids end up with two mums. I mean, yeah, don't do a flipping Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, actually, no, sorry, Caitlyn's innocent. Caitlyn's just an innocent woman. Don't do a Bruce, though. <laughs> don't do a Bruce. Wasting everyone's fucking time. I mean, if you're gay, be gay. If you're trans, be trans. Don't, don't lead people down one path and then just destroy their life imagine because they'll think back to that one moment where they kind of made some ultimate like made some kind of decision should I be with him or should I be with him I'm going to be with him because he's just so sweet and lovely cut scene 10 years later I want to be a woman stuff fuck that I should pick the other guy that is that is mad um right last one last one uh no, that's too deep. 
Dear Deirdre, I am pregnant by my loser boyfriend's best mate after drunken night and I'm in such a mess. I love that how he's a loser. I actually know your boyfriend's a loser. I thought the best mate is a loser. Anyway, you're with a loser. Um, <laughs> the loser boy's best mate. I still don't know. Is it the boyfriend is a loser or is it the best mate? Let's see. I got carried away and had sex with my boyfriend's best mate and now I'm pregnant and it's a complete disaster. I love that I got carried away. I mean, it does happen. You get carried away. He's there. You're having a party. You're having just way too much fun. Then, you know, you get your genitals out. <laughs> Both of these guys are a waste of space. Oh, they're both losers. All oh, right, that's fair. My boyfriend is away serving in the army, but has got into all sorts of scraps with his friends, including drugs, since they were teenagers. I mean, he's in the army though, so less of a loser, but you would think you're not allowed in the army for your drug stuff. But then it reminds me when I was in, used to live in Birmingham, uh, I met this guy who's on the street. He's like, all right, Nick, can you help me? Look, my, my name is, you know, let's just say Lee. Johnson, right here. My name is Lee Johnson. Uh, I'm uh, I'm an officer. This these barracks and what it is is uh, I'm 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 in Birmingham. I missed my last train. I wasn't meant to miss it. Just trying to save some money up to get a cab back to. And the way he's telling me is like this is two hundred pound cab. Get a cab back there. Because if I don't get back there, I'll be in glass house. Not glass houses. It's internal prison in army. I'll be kicked out. So I just need just need that copper quid. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to alarm you. So my my regiment number is blah 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 blah. blah. And I was like, rah, that's that's deep, man. Ah, oh, shit. I, I generally have no change. I would actually help you, because that sounds like a terrible situation. We've all had a bit of fun. We've all got carried away, and I felt bad. Listen, guy. Three weeks later, I'm walking down the same street, similar time. My man's there. Hi, my name's Officer Lee Johnson. And blah 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 blah. blah. From this army regiment, blah 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 blah. I was like, oh, you fucking fraud. So, in my head, I think, well, you can't be a scammer because no one would be using that same scam and at such a low level. You have to do all that speech for the potential, like two or three pounds. So, my thing is, this guy's probably that's just mentally ill, just w- walking the streets thinking he's in the army. I don't know what he does once he gets that money, if he just rides the train between London and Birmingham gets to London and tells the same story about how he needs to get back to Birmingham I don't know but I've completely sidetracked uh, my brain's deteriorating through lack of sleep but here we go last last one so my boyfriend is away serving in the army but has got into all sorts of scraps with his friends um, including drugs since they're teenagers they are both 23 while I'm 21 this mate is the more sensible of the two he has some sort of ambition in life at least I wish my boyfriend's more like his mate though I do love him we've been together since I was at school and he's all I've got. My mum threw me out when she, when she moved her latest boyfriend in. Yes, this girl's just got like attachment issues, obviously. Um, I was lonely because my boyfriend was away, so I invited a friend to our flat. Jesus Christ. No sense. Well, how's this a good idea? Right? Love my friends. I love my fiance. Well, she told me that she invited one of my mates around just to hang out. Just them two. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not about not trusting my mates. It's not about trusting her. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean you invited them around? What for? For why? I'm not saying they can't hang out with each other. That's completely different to say, oh, 
you know something needs to be fixed in the flat and I and I know someone who can fix it who's my mate I wouldn't mind them going around fixing wherever it is in the house yeah yeah sure go around to fix it fiance be in she'll let you in alright that's fine I don't hang around with anyone that's that's dodgy God, it's, it's just so different. It's like, oh yeah, I invited them round. Vice versa, if my mate invited my fiance round their house, just her, when I was away. Like, what are you doing? Anyway. Um, so I was lonely because my boyfriend was away. So I invited the friend to our flat. We met in the queue at the fish and chip shop. So it seemed the friendly thing to chat. Oh, okay. My boyfriend had not been in touch for a while. When I told his mate, he said my boyfriend didn't value me as he should. Yeah, you're, he's a snake. He wanted that. He wanted it. Oh, and he's known you. You've all known each other since school. Oh, he probably fancied you. Oh, yeah, I've seen it all now. It's all mapped out in my head. He's liked you from day. But, you know, he's just, he's calmed that side down of him because, you know, you're with his mate. Now the opportunity's come and he's just he's had a bit to drink. He's gone straight to his penis. There we go. Uh so we both we had both been smoking weed and sharing a few drinks, and I started to see him in a different light. Uh I said he could stay the night. Why? Why? Where does he live? Oh, just two minute walk. Doesn't even live far. I bet he doesn't live far. The flat has just the one bedroom he offered to sleep on the sofa but I said he would surely be more comfortable sharing with me oh, you're both just shit you're both shit people just fuck off <laughs> within minutes of turning out the lights we were naked and kissing of course I didn't worry about use protection because I was still on the pill in the morning we had sex again and agreed to start an affair shall we start an affair when commencing now yes agreed we agreed to start an affair. I thought they were a bit more passionate than that, you know. Because that makes it worse. It's a formal beginning of an affair. Like, you know, like when you get old, you don't really ask people to go out with you. Then you don't say, will you be my girlfriend? It's like, stop it. Why? You're 37. Stop that. Um, I certainly think you're having affairs. <laughs> will you have an affair with me? <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Get one of your friends. Hey, mate, you, can you go ask her to ask her mate if she wants to start an affair with me. Yeah, go, go on, go ask. In the morning we had sex again and, I agreed to and we agreed to start an affair. Then he left. I began to feel guilty about cheating on my boyfriend over the next few days and I was relieved to discover my boyfriend's mate felt guilty too. We decided not to keep seeing one another and say nothing to my boyfriend. I thought that was the end of it, but it but I did a pregnancy test when my period was late and it was positive. Oh dear, here it comes. I knew I'd forgotten a couple of pills but thought it would be okay. Dear kid. <laughs> this happens when you bear back scatty chicks. It's a risk, guys. Don't matter how fit she is. If she's scatty, then put it in her bay. Um, that's, the <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. That's it, it's done. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, so next pod, um, it should be recorded in Melbourne. So the podcast's got a tour. 
Um, let's see if a few of the boys want to join the podcast. We'll see. There'll be a few of my original mates from Harlow, Essex, on the pod if they are up for it. So, that's the end of the podcast. And uh, that's it. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs> if the chick's gay, pussy in the bay. Brilliant.